Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody. And we live in a country where right-wing Blue Lives Matter maniacs, whose names I will not say, go in the street with AR-15s and gun down protesters. Because even though at the RNC we hear how they are not into cancel culture, the right has deep serious hatred toward left-wing protesters. And this goes back to what happened to Heather Heyer. This relates to what happened today in Kenosha. This happens, this goes back to dreams that you see on right-wing chat rooms about running down protesters with cars and trucks. Why there's so much visceral homicidal anger toward left-wing protesters I, I refuse to understand. So here's the thing. I am going to say that motherfucker's name because I'm tired um, of us just saying arrest the cops or that white person over there is crazy. His name is Kyle Rittenhouse. He's 17 years old. 17? He killed two fucking people. Se- 17. Did he kill three? Yes. Two. He killed two people and he's 17 years old. And what gets me is that uh, yesterday... The police chief gets on and essentially in his press conference decides to blame the victims and say that, well, you know, I'm not saying that the shooting, you know, what isn't awful. I'm just saying it wouldn't have happened if folks had stayed home for curfew. Fuck you. I mean, look, okay? the fuck like, you because the point of the curfew is to silence the protesters. It's not to right. keep Kenosha safe. No, it's not. And if they really gave a fuck, then when they saw that a white militia, a white armed militia was on the streets, quote unquote, protecting buildings, then maybe the cops wouldn't have walked past them like they did multiple times in the videos that we have all seen. So tell me how Kyle Rittenhouse gets arrested unharmed, not a hair removed from his fucking head with an AR-15 that he had killed two people with. But Tamir Rice was playing on a playground with a toy gun and he was killed and john crawford was in a walmart holding a gun and he was killed okay jacob blake was walking away 
getting in a car where his three young sons were sitting and the mm-hmm. cops were able to reach out and touch him and still mm-hmm. felt the need to shoot him seven times in the back in an America where we heard about some cop who came upon a heroin addicted mother, pregnant woman, mother to be, mm-hmm. and felt empathy and sympathy and saw her as a sister and embraced her with love and brotherhood and didn't arrest her because that was not part of the story, but adopted her baby and continued oh. to be a friend of friendly love for her and said her name, Crystal, because she's a real person. She did not get her ass beat. She did not get arrested. Where do they do that? Because that don't happen in black America. No, it never happens in black America. And frankly, like, I'm fucking tired. You're fucking tired. Black America is tired. Um, I, I appreciate the fact that we are always a forgiving people, that we are out there, the Blake family, um, some of them have said, you know, they're calling on on folks to stop with the with the destruction of property. Um, here's what I say about that. Fuck your property. OK, Word. fuck your property, which is capitalism, which is steeped in white supremacy and built on our backs. You're caring more. People are caring more about property. You heard it at the RNC. Oh, they want to take down, you know, buildings. They want to do all of these horrible. Fuck you. They want to get okay? rid of the like, suburbs. They want to get rid of suburbs. I'd love to get rid of the McCluskeys and everybody <laughs> like them. But the idea that we care more in this country about property than we do black people is exactly why we have to be in the streets chanting that black lives matter. And I think that it is incredibly unfortunate that we are continued to be put in this position where we're supposed to stay calm, where we're supposed to, you know, be at peace with the fact that every single fucking day we are watching black people get shot and killed or maimed. Like it's like it's like some type of video game. It's it's you know, I have at least 25 videos of black people being murdered in my head that I can call up at a moment's notice, even more than great dunks from the NBA. Mm -hmm. I got videos of black people in my head at my mental fingertips. And I'm sure every black person who's listening to this can say the same. They can run through 25 or maybe even 30 or 35 names that if I just called out a name and you would see John Crawford getting killed and you would see Tamir Rice and you would see Philando Castile. And now Mm -hmm. we have Jake Blake to add to this. And he's not dead. No, but but he's paralyzed. He's paralyzed and there's no effective difference between this and you know because the cops shot him seven times in the back they weren't trying to harm to just harm him they were trying to kill him um it's and you know what Torre? like that's a really important point that nobody has brought up in the news that nobody has said not one newscaster not one anchor has said they were trying to kill him right Right. They were unsuccessful, but they were absolutely who fires seven shots and expect somebody to survive that. That's a lot of shots. That's a mm-hmm. lot of shots. You're a point blank range. You couldn't have taken care of it with two or three. And, you know, if I hear one more newscaster like Brian Williams 
call it an officer-involved shooting. I will leap through the screen and strangle a motherfucker because officer-involved shooting is some vague Orwellian police talk that is meant to obfuscate and confuse Mm -hmm. because it doesn't – I don't – if you just look at it, it could mean that an officer was shot or Mm -hmm. that an officer did the shooting, right? It's vague. It's meant to remove – the feeling from the situation. It's not what happened. There was not an officer. And the involved seems to be almost like serendipitous. Like the officer just happened to be there when there was a shooting. No, officer shot civilian. That's what happened. Um, Say that and say the name of the person who got shot. um, As opposed to the RNC where Jake Blake... And George Floyd and Breonna Taylor do not exist. They never come up. The McCloskeys get their time to shine. I'm waiting mm-hmm. for Derek Chauvin to have his Zoom from his uh, from his cell. But oh, don't forget, don't forget the little piece of shit uh, Catholic high schooler that, if oh. you remember, the video of him harassing a person of color on the steps of the fucking Lincoln Memorial while he was on a field trip and he gets center stage to talk about how lambasted he was in the media, you little piece of shit. He was Give such me a, a break. He was such a victim. I just happened to buy a MAGA hat because I like Trump's policies and the media leapt to conclusions and attacked me when I was trying to show respect for this older gentleman and not embarrass my community and my family. And oh, fuck you. Fuck (laughs) you. You are who we thought you were. And -hmm. if you weren't, you wouldn't be at the RNC where every night is full of lies and gaslighting and truth twisting. They so love the idea that the black unemployment rate is super low. Can't name a single policy that they did that led to it, but will claim responsibility for that all day long. It's fucking bizarre. I'm tired of being yelled at by coked up sons of Trump. (laughs) I mean, come on, come on, you know. What? Oh, don't forget, don't forget the girlfriend. Don't forget Kimberly. I didn't don't forget. forget her. Don't forget, don't forget her uh, Cruella Deville uh, act that she did inside of an empty theater. Oh my god! Um, I, I just, you know, here's the thing with the RNC, and I don't even like. Let's put the white people aside for a minute because I don't expect much. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Herschel. Herschel Walker, and Vernon, and Vernon, and you know the DA uh, Cameron, who is supposed to be investigating Breonna Taylor's murder. But well, we, well, we, we doing Tim Scott too. Tim Scott, all of them. Oh, Trump is for the black people because he's nice to me. Trump has done so much, and they throw out words like education, criminal justice, and I'm like, school choice, concrete, sparkles. Like, are we just naming things? School choice, school choice, we, school choice. They, they should be able to choose what school they want to go to. Can they just choose any school, or is it like the, the shitty menu of schools that they would get? No, Herschel Walker did the classic. He was nice to me, ergo he can't be racist, dumb bullshit. And, like, Trump's racism is essential 
to his appeal. He's all about the elevation of whiteness. So to claim that he's not racist becomes bizarre at this point. Like, we mm-hmm. should just admit that he is, that he is, uh, believes that white people are and should be superior and, like, have speakers who speak to that rather than have people come out and say, no. and some people have said, look, the Herschel Walkers, you know, and the Candace Owenses and these sort of folks, they're not really here to tell black people he's not racist. They're here to tell white people he's not racist. Don't feel bad about your choice. They're supposed to, they, what they are is that they are black cover. Okay. They are black cover. So as long as there are, and let Danielle, don't let the devil get you. Don't say the names that you want to say. As long as there are black people like that, who will do a jig and tap dance because it puts coins in their pocket. White people will tout them out and say, look, look at that good one. We're not racist because if we really were, they wouldn't be there. I guess they forget the stories from slavery about who could be and would be docile so that they could stay closer to the master so that they would not die. Like, let's Let's understand those people who are so desperate and thirsty for white approval that they will shun their own skin, that they will shun their own skin folk, right? In order to have some type of proximity to power. Who are you talking about? All of the blacks, all of the black Republicans, all of the black conservatives, all of those people whose names have many. Kanye. Diamond Kanye's, and Silk. Can- Diamond and Silk. Candace Owens. Candace No Dance. Um, <laughs> all of them. This show. From the New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions, questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that force David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now, wherever you get your podcasts.
was part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. The midterms are coming and it's more important than ever that we protect and fix our elections. We all know that our government is broken. Politicians spend more time working for themselves, their big donors, and their political party instead of for us. We as Americans have had enough of the corruption, partisan bickering, and gridlock. Look, I get that all the nonsense makes you want to tune out, but I'm here to tell you there's reason for hope. Our political system is broken now, but we can fix it. That's why we've partnered with Represent Us, a nonpartisan grassroots organization that has helped notch more than 160 victories to improve our elections and give power back to the voters where it belongs. Right now until November, there are many, many ways you can get involved. Represent Us is working in cities and states to pass good government policies like ranked choice voting. And they're also recruiting folks to help staff the polls. Let's protect our elections now and for generations to come. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more. That's represent.us slash pod. And then I want to, and then Vernon Jones, just for a hot minute. Motherfucker wants to talk about it. He's an independent thinker, right? Well, that's he's their gonna line. Pull, We're not on gonna the plantation. Pull, he's going to pull the Herman Cain. I'm not on the plantation. Oh, the late Herman came, but you wouldn't know it because nobody mentioned his fucking name at the RNC. You know, their good black friend that they killed with COVID, you know, at the Tulsa rally. Haven't mentioned him. Mm -mm. Haven't said, here's a little remembrance Mm -mm. for our good friend Herman. Just saying, I don't have time for those people and I don't want to lift them up, but independent thinker, really, you're a sellout. Okay, you're a sellout and you're well, that's, embarrassing. That's and as line. a matter of fact, I don't want him caucusing with Democrats ever again. He should be thrown out of whatever committee he's on, whatever caucusing has to happen. I want him shunned. Well, this is the the line. This is the appeal that black Republicans always fall on. They don't have an actual policy they don't to point to. They don't have an actual argument why we should be among the Republican Party. It's just, I'm an independent thinker. I'm not on the Democratic plantation. There's no recognition that calling it a Democratic plantation is in and of itself highly offensive. So if you were actually trying to make an argument around something like a Blexit, you would not call it a Democratic plantation. So we start there. But you're not an independent thinker. You are following another herd. And black people are not clustered in the Democratic Party because of some zombie group think. We're all just Stepford wives and we all just sign up for the Democratic Party. No, there's one party that is trying to help. Whether or not they are successful, we can argue about. And there's mm-hmm. another party that's like, fuck you, blacks. We're yep. down. We're down with white supremacy. They mm-hmm. do they care about George Floyd? Do they care about Black Lives Matter over at the no. RNC, over on the right, over at the Republican Party? No. So what are you doing over there with them when they don't care about George Floyd and they're like Blue Lives Matter? Let's exalt the cops, even in their. I mean, this has been one of the worst years for American policing. And they would continue to exalt them. To say nothing of the fact that when I watched the DNC, I felt like I was watching reality. Like, this is what America actually is. And I listened to the RNC, and I'm like, I don't recognize the country you're talking about. It's almost like they wrote these speeches 
six months ago and barely changed them, right? The economy is great at the RNC. COVID is not a big problem at the no, RNC. No, COVID, COVID is gone. Co- no. We're over. COVID was spoken about in the past tense. It's also the meanwhile, China virus. Meanwhile, it is we are we have reached 180,000 deaths and we have come to oh, close to 6 million people that are infected, but they're speaking about it in the past tense. You know what really disgusted me was the immigration reality oh. show. Oh. Where these people who were from what Trump would refer to as shithole countries, who mm. worship uh, gods who Trump has tried to ban worshipers of, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. were given naturalization live or taped live or something. Like it was just extremely gross, from especially from a president who has made immigrants one of his biggest villains. And the fact, Torre, is that as he's doing this, there are, we have no idea, could be tens of thousands, thousands, hundreds, have no idea how many undocumented asylum seekers are sitting in detention centers, a.k.a. concentration camps, in the United States right now that he put them in. We have no idea where the children are that have been ripped away from their parents, but we do know that Betsy DeVos has some spinoff Christian adoption center that they have been funneled through. So this, I mean, to say that it's, I mean, I wanted to vomit. And as a child of immigrants who remembers when my family became citizens of the United States and like the pride and the joy and to see it turned into a fucking mockery, you know, it is, it's just so unfathomable what we've been watching. It's, it's, it is, Jordan Peele couldn't write it. Like he could, you know what I'm saying? Stephen King couldn't make, couldn't make this. His imagination would have been like, oh, they're not going to buy much. it. It's too much. It's too much. It's well, too I mean, much. To add to that, I mean, like I consistently look at the entirety of the Trump administration and say, if you presented this in a movie or in a novel, about a ridiculous president, you would repeatedly be like, no, this is too much. This is too ridiculous. Add to this massive pile of ridiculousness. Now we have the Conway saga, which seemed to be an interesting thing where the wife is working for Trump and the husband is publicly dissing Trump and on Twitter. And okay, this is interesting. And then their daughter came into the fray Guns blazing at Trump, and then guns blazing at her mom. And George Conway does not attack Kellyanne, right? And Kellyanne does not attack George publicly. Claudia was knives out for for mom, and then Ma, and then Claudia says, uh, "I want to be emancipated." And I don't think that that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I think the straw that broke the camel's back happened at home. We don't know what it was. We did not get to see it. But clearly, she and the family had a meltdown to where both parents were like, we need to step away from some of our work, the Lincoln Project, Mm -hmm. the Trump White House, to be at home because right now this child is crying out for us and we are failing her and we need to step up our game at home. And and, and that, that, I don't want to call it a soap opera because it's a real American family that's being pulled apart mm -hmm. by one person 
stepping up for Trump day after day for years, but it is bizarre to watch. But you know what, Touré? It is emblematic of what is happening in millions of families across this country, right? Like, this is how we're all being ripped apart. Ever since Trump was inaugurated, Thanksgiving, Christmases, Hanukkahs, Kwanzaa's, you know, Ramadan, all of these things, right? He has invaded like like a cancerous cell that is just gobbling up every bit of good and health that it can get its hands on. They are, emb- like, whether or not you, what whatever you think about Kellyanne Conway, and I think- so poorly of her um, and George and the rest of them, that's representative of the America of an American family that Trump has destroyed. Right. I mean, you're absolutely right. I can think of family gatherings that I've had that have broken down because of Trump. I mean, like it really comes to bear, to be honest in, in, in my wife's family, right. Which is, a much larger functions as a much larger extended unit, right? Mm-hmm. That functions with the the cohesion that my nuclear childhood family functions with, right? Like her mm-hmm. aunts and uncles and all their nuclear families come together quite often for every holiday as like this very large nuclear family. And there's an uncle and thus an aunt who are Trumpy. And there's a, uh, uh, and then there's a cousin in my generation. So that's above me, right? And, there, mm-hmm. and, and then there's a cousin in my generation who is super liberal, far more lefty than I am. Works in Washington, super knows his stuff, and so and we are super angry about Trump, and we have no fucks left to give, and we are not sitting in the room with a Trump supporter acting like it's all good, and like. We will start saying things and throwing darts. And people are like, don't ruin our family moment. And we're like, you ruined it by supporting him, not us. I just don't understand. Like, this is also part of the problem is that we've grown up in a culture that tells us not to talk about the most important pieces of our lives. Mm. We've been told that it is impolite to have conversations about religion. It is impolite to talk about politics. And so we have never, ever had to work and have critical thought about where people are coming from, right? It's like, oh, to keep the peace, let's just all shut the fuck up and pretend that, and, and pretend Right. Like that's the key to happiness is pure ignorance. And so, you know, I I say to people all the time, like every time around the holidays, I say on, you know, on, on Woke AF, I'm like, no, sit down and actually talk to your Trump loving uncle and your Trump loving aunt and tell them how what how what it is that they are supporting goes against everything that you are. Tell them how they are hurting you. Tell them how they are hurting you and hurting the family and actually have a real conversation about it instead of pretending that it doesn't exist. Like, oh, you know, I, I oh, because I grew up out east on Long Island. In a- hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. 
You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities. Healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country. Immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun. And candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. A Republican, what what has become a Republican stronghold in Suffolk County. And, you know, I I, I see these people who are so white folks that are so pleasant to me, opening doors. Oh, how are you, sweetie? Blah, blah, blah. And I think to myself, how many of you have voted to destroy my life? Right. Right. I am black. I am queer. I'm a child of immigrants. How many of you went into that voting booth in my high school gym? And voted to destroy my fucking life. But you want to hold a door open for me? But you want to act pleasant in my face? Fuck you. Being nice to you in your face is nothing compared to not supporting your rights on a political stage. And one, it's not that you were nice to my face, ergo you're not racist. Where were you when we were talking nationally about my humanity? My mm-hmm. right to exist. Where were you when I wasn't in the room? Were you standing up for me then? You know, the other thing that has consistently just made my skin crawl mm. is how this RNC has blatantly and repeatedly flouted the laws, rules, and traditions mm-hmm. that separate the business of the White House from the business of campaigning to stay there. And every other president, red and blue, has respected that division. And these folks give us uh, Melania speaking from the White House, soon to be Trump repeatedly speaking from the White House. I'm sure he will address the country from the White House. Uh, Would you say nothing of Pompeo? addressing us at all, which is explicitly against the rules, and they don't care. And at this, in the same mouth, they will talk about law and order and rule of law, and they, the, the lack of respect for democracy and the traditions and the rules that make America what it is is breathtaking. You know, why don't they just do it at Mar-a-Lago? Why don't they? I mean, like, because that's infested with COVID. Um, But (laughs) let's let's talk about melanoma for a minute. Um, (laughs) Let me tell you something like one. I don't know who gave her design like cred to ruin the Rose Garden at the White House. I don't know what kind of Hitler chic ensemble (laughs) she had on. Um, I think it was Kim Jong Il. Why? Jong-il and, uh, why 
why we had to do a Kim Jong-un catwalk to the Rose Garden that she ruined. But as I listened to this mail order bride talk about her journey to immigration, I'm like, bitch, you married rich, okay? Like, you've been in this country, you came here illegally, and then linked up with white supremacists, and that's how you got your ticket. And then you were able to get your parents in as well. Like, don't talk to me about your sob story of immigration as if it's like akin to anyone's American story. Like, and you know what? Somebody said to me that I need to stop, you know, slut shaming and I need to stop talking about, you know, her as like a sex worker, you know, because (laughs) sex workers should, I'm not kidding. Sex workers should have rights and all of these things. And I said, let me tell you something. I am not I'm not shaming sluts. I am shaming melanoma because (laughs) she is the epitome of everything that is wrong. Can you imagine if Michelle Obama hadn't been from the United States? They didn't even think Barack Obama was from the United States. Right. 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 Can you imagine if we had, oh, I don't know, a reel of naked photos of Jackie O? Right. In the way that all you have to do is put in melanoma's name and you see her full punani. Okay, so like, don't talk to me about like, oh, you know, this first lady and don't slut shame and don't do this. I'm like, you did it to yourself. You did it to yourself when you decided to stand up and you want to talk about morality and you want to talk about faith and you want to talk about God and all these things as if we can't fucking Google. Okay, I'm Mm. done. She's a whore, but let me just say that. I'm just gonna add, let me just punctuate let me just punctuate it with that. I mean, look, okay. the paucity of serious people who can stand up for Trump and say he's doing a good job, he needs to have more time. The inability to even construct a serious argument as for why he should have more time is kind of frightening. You've had a long time to prepare for this test. And you still have no real argument why you should have more time. Your argument is that things are going really well and also things are going really badly. The economy is mm-hmm. doing really well. Black unemployment's doing really well. But black but people are also rioting and wilding in the cities. Yes, so, America is fantastic. America is great, but it's also a hellscape. <laughs> like I can't keep up. Which is it? I mean, you know, we were told that it, this would be an optimistic week. It's definitely not. Who told not. us that? Who told us that? The Republicans told us this is what we're going to have. We're going to hear optimism. I hear no optimism. This is doom and gloom. America is going to hell in a handbasket. And you need I love when they say this is this will be Joe Biden's America and then say things that are happening now. Right. (laughs) In Trump's America. So it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. Also, we lived in Obama Biden's America and it was lovely. I felt like the stars were always out. The sun was shining. Like, we are in Dante's Inferno. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, just death and despair in the fucking streets. And they want us to believe that Donald Trump had nothing to do with it. 
It's been three and a half years and they are talking at this convention as if he hasn't been president. He owns no responsibility for anything that is happening at all. No. Everything has been inherited. I no. mean, and I think maybe that's the case because in his entire life, everything has been inherited. Mm. So he thinks, like, so his reality, his, his gaslit reality is that, oh, I didn't do any of this because in his mind, he's completely okay. I mean, where's all the billionaires that he talks to on the phone from 6 p.m. to midnight? Where's all his little friends now? Pull the records. Pull the phone records. Because if he had so many fucking friends, why is everybody at the convention's last name Trump? If he has so many people that want to that wanna uplift how fucking great he is, then tell me why I have to watch Tiffany Trump's dumbass. Do you understand? Why do I have to look at Eric Trump looking like a children of the fucking corn? Oh my Why God. am I subjected to that shit? Oh like if God. you if if so many business people are so about what you're doing, then why is no one talking about you except for people who want to hold on to their inheritance? I I I, I don't understand. I don't understand what the goal of this week was it seems like a mess it's a bunch of lies and gaslighting and different writers who don't they there's no internal logic i thought there was an internal logic to the dnc in that we are we are a diverse country we celebrate the diversity of the country we believe that Donald Trump is a problem and Joe Biden is a dignified, decent, battle-tested man who has seen the presidency up close and understands what needs to be done and has a deep level of empathy for people because mm-hmm. precisely because of the tr- many tragedies that he has been through. I mean like they say I, I God Willing, I will never find out. My parents know what it is, but I will never find out. The worst thing in the world is to bury a child. Mm. Joe Biden has done that twice. 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 Plus twice. a wife. Mm-hmm. And he emerges from those multiple tragedies as a person with humility and empathy. Trump is full of self-aggrandizement, ego, I am the best person alive, I alone can fix it, I will be the tough guy, I don't even think he can spell empathy. It's, it's just gross, the, the self-presentation of this person who would claim to care about people, who would claim to be like, I mean, they say things like he's bringing people together. I'm like, what planet are you on? And, and, but let's, let's talk about Rand Paul for a minute. Oh, good Lord. Rand Paul decided to stand up on the stage and talk about how Trump is such a down-to-earth guy. He's so relatable. And I really wish that on the networks that they would have split-screened that to the shit that the hot shit that came out of Rand Paul's mouth about Donald Trump in 2015. Right? That's a good like, idea. Let's like let's be real. Down to earth. Come on. Are you like don't 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 I just don't understand like the lies I feel so insulted. 
I feel so insulted every time they open up their mouths. And, you know, this week, Mark Meadows, when you were talking about all of the illegal things that they have done just this week, the Hatch Act, who cares about that, right? Mm -mm. It's just, you know, law, whatever. He's like, oh, the only people that care about this are people inside the Beltway. You know, uh, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Are you dumb? Like, there are laws for a reason. But if we're not going to be a party that is going to hold this administration, the D- Department of Justice's feet to the fire, that we're not going to issue our own lawsuits over and over and over again and get on message, then they're going to keep doing what they're doing. They've already told us they're not accepting the results of this election. They're already shutting down the U.S. Postal Service in mm. broad daylight. Mm. They're already telling us that, oh, this may not be decided for weeks and months. I'm being asked, you know, Danielle, what if this does do a, uh, what if we do go back to 2000 and it does get kicked back up to the Supreme Court? Uh, you, They won't understand what a riot is. They won't even be prepared. I know, and I this love- is what I'm saying, because I don't condone violence, but I will, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, they think that they're going to steal this election and they think that people are just going to, what, quietly go home and accept and accept this? They are out of their fucking minds. And the, the, there's, this, there's this bizarre threat from the right that if Trump should lose, they will... They will riot. I don't know where the righteousness of them rioting about what's going on. I mean, where does the need for Trump even emerge from? You got your jolt of white lives matter. Joe Biden Hmm. does not take that away. I mean, like just the caricature of Biden. It it would be great if they would run against his actual record, which (laughs) is totally doable but they don't do that he's a socialist no he wants to defund the police no No. he wants to uh what else just ruin america take away end the suburbs what are we talking about but this is why donald trump was impeached This is why he went to the Ukrainian president, because he did not want to run against Joe Biden, because all of the script that you just read would have worked against Bernie Sanders. It would have absolutely worked. I don't know if it would have worked. It fits Bernie. It fits Bernie. I don't know if it would work. It fits, because if you say socialism and his handle is, I'm a democratic socialist, you talk about defunding the police. And he's saying, we need to give the police less money. There are things that would have stuck. He didn't want to run against Joe Biden because Joe Biden is none of those things. And we as progressives didn't want Joe Biden because Joe Biden is none of those things. Right, 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 right. And here we are. And here we are Um, in the middle, in the middle of Trump's American hellscape. (laughs) Ah, Thank you for listening to <laughs> Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody. And I feel fairly confident we'll have an America next week, so. You feel confident about it? Fairly confident. I mean, I think we'll survive to next week. Okay. I think there'll well, be other. We'll, see, we'll I, I, see you then, folks. I think there will Pray be other it. weeks in the coming 70 days. Where mm-hmm. we will be 
far more scared about whether or not democracy will survive the week. But right now, I think, I think she's in steady condition, holding. Okay, let's sick, let's sick have that holding. let's have that holding pattern of democracy. Everyone cross their fingers and their toes, and we'll pray about it. Pray about it, peace.